You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Don't give me too much to edit here. If you're gonna say something wild, to, uh, no, 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 it's not. It's it's wild, but it's not. It's not for public consumption. We'll right. do it okay. after. Three, two, one, uh, Patrick. Uh, uh, welcome to Axe and Ryan. Here's a question: Is this a Patreon or regular episode? I just dropped in. Regular, regular. episode. Oh shit! Can you hear me? All right. We can. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll do my. You best. back at that Philadelphia train station that you live at now? Yeah, everybody. I'm on the road currently, so uh, you, uh, apologies. Uh, normally, I am, uh, w- what's the word, fastidious in my uh, efforts to make good sound, but uh, today you you get like a, everybody else's podcast sound quality, probably better still. Uh, <laughs> still better. Uh, I'm, Where are I'm you? Patrick. Uh, I'm Patrick. Little Rock. I'm Patrick of Little Rock. I'm Bob. I'm Tom of Woodside. Uh, yo, uh, <clears throat> thank you for joining us, everyone. Thank you to our sponsors, To Live a Lie. Yeah. Death Wish Inc. <laughs> Closed casket activities. Hiya. And last but definitely not least, run for cover records. Oh yeah. What up? Uh, Yo, Pat, you can hear Pat choking because he just ate buffalo cauliflower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's no, so check it out. I got something strong to say here. And uh, uh, respectfully to our listeners, we love that we got a community of listeners that do all sorts of shit. Like you, you guys have every type of career and we hear from you and that's Love. awesome. Like, you know, like it, right now the stereotype is that if you're a hardcore kid and now you're at the age where you got to be an adult, you're a barber, but that's not the case. You, you, we got listeners that do everything on this planet, but I'm sick of you. If you run a uh, food, food truck, I'm sick of your shit because Google doesn't know how to properly list your shit. When I look at you on the map, so this is the second time on this tour I walked 35 minutes to get some vegan food truck, support some vegan food truck, and the vegan food truck fucking closed. No warning, no way to contact them. It's I'm big mad right now. So I didn't get my vegan cauliflower. In fact, I got a sandwich where I did the thing that everybody hates, where I called the person up and I said, I don't have your menu. I'd like $15 worth of food. And everybody on earth hates this. I get made fun of all the time. I didn't even know it was but, a thing. Oh, people get so mad, Tom. Because service world. Are you the only person stuff. who does it? <laughs> I mean, I've I'm never heard someone go, yo, just give me 20. Give me a per diem worth of food. <laughs> That's what I do. And That's and madness. Then say, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. <laughs> because everybody gets mad at me because they're like, yo, these service workers jobs are already hard. Why are you doing this to them? And I'm like, yo, I'm keeping them on their toes. They know the menu better than I do. And if I go, I'm going to say the same thing every time, but they might choose something exciting for me. So, and I say to them, there's no way to mess this up. Just pick anything that's vegan. I will be happy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, shout out to the girl at Esther's who uh, she chose wisely. That was a good meal. Love to hear it. Um, You know, thank you also Tom for fitting us in. We got a tight window. 
Um, Patrick, thank you for joining us. Despite the fact that we're such taskmasters, we, you know, force you to come record, uh, even though you're on the road. Oh my God. Um, no, right now I'm like, uh, the comedy podcast that I listen to where the, the guy who calls in is always on AirPods. <laughs> that, that's, that's me. Like, like, you know how every other podcast in the world has the dude that's calling in on AirPods be from a restaurant that that's like, that, that's me today. I, I'm that guy. It sounds okay. Yeah, you sound fine. Right. We're good. Um, you know, the worst is when podcasts spend a lot of time talking about sound quality one way or the other. Just fucking, <laughs> it's worse because people put it in their head then, and it's a whole thing. So, uh, in the interest of that, guys, let's talk about hardcore a little bit. Um, Pat, we'll get to your road update in a minute, but I, I want to tell you, I got the chance to see Tom in person for the first time what? in, uh, I believe, 18 months. Yes. So nice. Uh, so I, I, beat, nice. I beat you by a little bit when I saw him in Chicago, but it's it, it right. had been a long time That's right. uh, altogether. But and I've seen you actually. So yeah. nice. We have we have now yeah. the triangular. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so we got. Where did you see, see Bob? Each other. I went on cross country road trip. Oh. And when I stayed at uh, uh, Comfort Inn, um, <laughs> dead center Hollywood. Uh, so me and Tom both attended the One Step Closer record release show in. Do you oh uh Sweet Valley, Pennsylvania. Patrick, do you want to know how you know this is Podunk Nowhere? Uh let me, tell me right now. Uh, I stopped in the middle, you know, Wilkes Bear. You, you come in, it's a valley, the whole thing. There's one mall, Wyoming Valley Mall. It's right there, you know. You, you you're in the center of town, you know where you are. So I go, I stop, I use a, a bathroom, and I'm like, okay, I gotta be like 10 minutes away from this spot. Let me look. Oh, 40 minutes. <laughs> 40 minutes from wilkes Bar. So, um, Tom, uh, and then we both, I believe we both drove home in snowstorms. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, a snowstorm might be a little bit difficult, but it was the first snow of the season. And let me tell you, I am not having a good time in the snow this year. No, oh, we no, were riding dirty in a Jetta. We were in a Jetta. <clears throat> Sucked. Was not yeah. happy to be driving in it. No, and then you hit Can like I? the New Jersey border, and it was like, yes, yeah, then it's yeah, up snow. Yes, for real, like straight up. I got. I've south- never been so excited to see New Jersey. <laughs> I got south of Allentown. Once I got through the Lehigh Valley, all of a sudden, no snow. So I was like, all right, I, I, I'm with this. So, um, can I can I ask an ignorant question? Please, is this is this where the fellas are from, or is this a troll? Why no, why would the, they do this? One step closer. Uh, all are from the Wilkes Barre Scranton area, so. Okay. Um, the venue itself, but why there the venue there is a significant shortage in diy spots that sucks. and they found this one and by the way it was awesome by my estimation really cool uh easily 250 people in there probably could have fit another hundred ish maybe but it was pretty it was pretty well attended um fire hall they had a nice stage set up lots of stage diving at a diy spot Ooh, yeah. I, I was i was feeling it so um, and the sound for that kind of space, not bad. Cool. Um, yeah. Tom, give us give us your show thoughts. My my pit report. Um, <laughs> it was cool. It was it was like it was you know people like to be like oh nostalgia 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 but like for me I was feeling very nostalgic for like the shows like that you go to like as a younger person as a kid. I have like very distinct memories of like pulling up. At a fucking VFW or a fire hall, like, you know, 
pitch black out, nothing else around, and all you yep. hear is music and like yeah. that that feeling of like anticipation of like I'm walking into this. And you go from like, you know, 25 degree weather into a fucking hot box. And yeah. it, it was just, it brought up a lot of that stuff that like, and I mean, I have memories from Pennsylvania too. And in that general area and like Stroudsburg and shit of going to shows and stuff. And I thought it was, it was cool. Everyone, I mean, like people, some younger woman came up to Brian and I were like, are you guys having fun? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. And she's like, who are you, you know, who are you most excited about? And I'm like, so I like kind of like readjust. I had like a straight edge sweatshirt on. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of like rubbing like the ex being like, yo, I'm not an uncle. I'm not a dad. Like, I'm here. <laughs> she was very sweet. It was very nice. Like, but I'm like, yo, like I'm not wearing like a fucking, you know, like a shirt from Walmart. Like the other older people here, like I'm a fucking hardcore dude that's here because I like hardcore. And I was like, no, I like all the bands. And yeah, Brian, because Brian was like, I like all the bands. I go, yo, you got to be specific because then it feels like a cop out. Yeah. So that's I was Uncle, like, that's Uncle Bill's answer. Oh, I just like the bands, you know? You know, I like, I like live music. Yeah. Yeah, I like guitar bands. But I was like, oh, you know, I love Magnitude. I love One Step Closer. And I love Inclination, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she was like, all right, cool. And I was like, I was like, yo, did we just get fucking, like, did I just get like checked? I got like checked. You got profiled as an old dude. Motherfucker. That was your, yeah, that <laughs> hurt. That's rough. So I'm so like, yeah. My version of that was um, so from from the center of uh, the sprawling urban metropolis that is Wilkes Bar. Um, I'm heading out, and there's basically one road. It's it's this little, you know, shit kicker road goes all the way out to this venue. The venue's on it. You know, you basically it's like follow this road that winds and turns and twists. So, um, you know, it was one of these, they have this in Pennsylvania. They actually have it in upstate New York, a few places where you're coming down a mountain or a big hill, let's say even, and you come down and there's a major road that's going straight, but the road you're coming down has to like curve and then you stop to make a hard right or a hard left onto the main road, right? But there's a curve as you come to that hard stop. I was behind a car with mass plates the entire ride. And I'm like, oh. mass plates here. And oh, they made that other one turn. They're going, these are, these are hardcore kids going to the show, you know? So um, I was, I was solo. So whatever um, I'm driving. And I'm like, duh, 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 you know, we get to this turn. Uh, the fellas, the folks will say, cause I don't know any of the details. They pull, they do not, curve with the road and go straight into this little median area of grass they're lucky because it was just grass and it didn't drop into anything no rocks no nothing but they went right into that <laughs> and i was probably a, like two two car lengths back you know i uh, i can uh, not to be a one-upper uh but on the road the other day citizen passed us in their van oh yeah and and uh, shortly thereafter, maybe a minute, two minutes thereafter, they pull off to the side of the road and we're on a highway. It's there's nothing. So we think, oh, maybe trailer problem, et cetera. Let's pull over, see if they need help. This is okay. this is 1130 at night or something like that. Tom angling for future citizen tours noted. Let's keep it going. No, I didn't say stop. Trust me. But th th this uh, actually had to be after 1130 because it was that. Well, anyway, the point is. Uh, 
one of the kids springs from the van as though uh, he is he is LeBron. Yeah. And oh, okay. In one motion, moving like jumping physically from the van, in one motion in the air, like dunk contest style, mm. pulls his bands down and shoots diarrhea everywhere. Wow. And <laughs> we say, "All right, let's keep it moving." <laughs> we just pull back on the highway. Wow. None of none of our business. <laughs> but I uh, talked to him later. As it turned out, it was like forty-seven miles to the next bathroom, and it was, so it was just, just like, "Hey, it's time. Let's go." Is, yeah, not an option. You know what I mean? So. Uh, but th- that wasn't out to you. I just uh, like no, uh, no. I like uh, it. So things you're driving behind, driving living behind. in an ass world. Yeah. yeah. So they, I they, in an ass world. I pull over. They, they're in the median. I'm like, oh, they might need help. They might need to be pushed out of a little drop. Whatever. Pull over. They back out. They seem good. I rolled down my window. They rolled down the window. I'm like, y'all good? And they said, oh yes, thank you, sir. And uh, <laughs> and I was like. All right, that's cool. I'm not even. I'm not going to be like, oh, are you going to? I was just like, all right, keep it going. Yeah. I'm know, just going to keep driving what? into my over fifty five, you know, apartment yeah. <laughs> complex over here. I I, uh, I I talked. I I called the person younger than me, sir, today. So I I, uh, you know, it, it's. Uh, oh, I, I do, wouldn't take it. I use it. sir uh, all the time. I don't use ma'am because I think there's no. I use miss. I use miss. Do you do use miss? Um, okay. I'll use miss even for somebody's grandma. Uh, but uh, so this is uh, the sir that I talked to. I've been stopping since we've been in uh, the Southwest. I've been stopping at all these taquerias. Mm. And uh, just when we're on the road, these guys are getting like Carl's Jr. or whatever the fucking. And I'm like, Jesus no, nah, this is too. This is, yeah, exactly. Now, nah, this is two minutes off the highway. And they call this Mexican spot. So the one today. Listen, I know our listeners come from all over the place. A lot of you have experienced this a lot. This is not my background. I'm not from Texarkana. I do I don't know this. Like <laughs> I walk in I walk into this Mexican restaurant and every and it's pretty full and pretty big and pretty bare bones. And every single person in there is construction style. Uh, but not Northeast construction style. Northeast construction style is a purple sweatshirt, <laughs> but like yeah. the, uh, th- this is Southwest construction style or Texas construction style where everybody is wearing a, uh, like, like uh, one of those fluorescent, uh, vests and has yeah, yeah, yeah. a, and, ha- and has their hair in a bandana, like everybody. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, Oh, this place is fucking perfect. It's like, so it's so much what it is. Like, a taqueria immediately off a highway uh, and everybody's a working person. This dude comes in with a gun on his side and I don't realize who he is until I'm close to him. He's a, it's Alec a Baldwin. Fi- oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, bad taste. He's a fire marshal. And uh, he looks exactly like the kid from Friday night lights. If you're familiar with uh, the kid who, plays in the metal band or whatever you know who i'm talking this is about the show he watches this is the show no nah, i listen i've seen four episodes the, the, the okay so nobody knows who the fuck i'm talking about anyway no, he's got no. a distinct he's got a distinct look uh very country boy chosen for that reason no doubt cast for that reason and i see i look at this fire marshal what would be your question to a fire marshal in we texarkana oh, what, what, would be, what, would, what would your question be so my question was I said, excuse me, sir. Yeah, all right, if I ask you a question. And he says, of course. And I say, uh, how big an area do you cover? Right? Because that's a good question. Yeah. Because I'm fascinated by the idea that you would need 
more than one fire marshal for this particular area, right? And he said, about 240 miles. And I said, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And how many of you are there? He goes, I'm the only one. And I said, okay, that all all tracks. But I... Yes. I I would just like to point out that the person that Pat was trying to describe... Yeah. ...was also um, a very big part of a little show called Breaking Bad. Oh, I I never watched that one. (laughs) That you didn't watch. You watched Friday Night Lights. Do you know the character name name from Breaking Bad? Um, he's, he's, oh, fuck. He's one of like the Nazis that like, that oh, in, um, oh. imprisons. Yes, 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 yes. The, the, they used to call him like fat Damon or something. Cause he kind of yeah, looks yeah, like yeah, Mad yeah. Damon. Yes. Um, yes. Jesse, he's a good Jesse actor. Pimans. Pimans. A good actor. Yeah. He's I'm married like, to Jesse Plemons. Actually, there we go. Jesse Plemons. And he's dating or married to what's her. Oh God. Kirsten Dunst. Boom. Uh, oh, Point, shit. Pleasant, Point Pleasant yes. native. Shout out Kirsten. Oh, wow. Um, okay. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> uh, Google first question people ask are Jesse Plemons and Matt Damon related wow what's the answer <laughs> while they certainly look related they're just two similar looking white men with fuller faces <laughs> wow <laughs> well I mean accurate enough true okay um, Jesse Plemons casts here we are um, so anyways uh, both Tom and I got age checked uh, Tom got cred checked. I had a really nice time. I told our, our buddy Isaac, who might sit in as a uh, guest chair if, if Patrick can't join us, that uh, inclination is like straight edge Van Halen because he just goes nuts with those guitar parts. Um, <laughs> it's like it's like um, like Eddie Van Halen style, like do 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 do. Like it, it feels like the build up to jump. So uh, I feel. Can, like, can I can I offer a, a rules? Do, do we want like some real talk on an inclination? Like Patrick's real talk it. moment. Let's go. Let's go. Are you gonna be nice? Fifty fifty. Uh, I think inclination is the best of what, of that sound right now. I, I think that they're really good, and it took me a while to come to this, but they're really good at this. But the singer is so straight edge that it's like a bit much for me, the guy who is obnoxiously straight. Edge. I think he'd be. I think he'd take that as a, a as a compliment, Tom. Yeah, one hundred percent. He might. Yeah, because like, he's that straight edge. You're like, oh, I'm too straight edge for you. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that's fine too. He's like <laughs> the best dude, and he's just so stoked on music and hardcore Listen, and the edge. You're old I'm and cranky, mad. and you're not stoked on any of it. I'm not mad at him at all, but for me, Tyler, you can find him at any, you know, I'll hold him for you. If you want to just punch (laughs) him in. I'm not mad at him. Listen, you got to speak your truth. You got to express yourself. If that's what's turning him on, I'm grateful, but I'm just saying when I was watching the live video, because I watched a live video of inclination the other day. And I was like, I was like, uh, all right, classic straight edge speech. I like it. I like it. And then it went on and I was like, Oh, this motherfucker straight edge. And then it went out a little bit more. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's straight edge, straight edge. I was like, he seems a, a straight edge, man. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck yeah. So I was a little, uh, for, again, for me, like, I'm a dude, I think most people know I'm straight edge, but like, I'm a dude that's like, if you, like, I, I'm not. Then you're not obnoxiously straight edge. If we have to guess if you're straight edge, then you're not straight edge. Well, listen, listen. I, I, There's no guessing is, about I, Tyler. He He puts it out there. <laughs> You you're one of those you're like those Christian bands that like say prayers at fucking Cornerstone, but then you're playing with Most Precious Blood somewhere and you don't even mention God once. Yeah, that's a bit like being in the band Drug Church when when I'm sure that that might be true. But but the uh, hmm. the, the point is the point is that like 
for most people our age, I'm on the, you know, like I touch on the obnoxious, yep. touch on it. Like when people, when people ask me to pick up, like, they're like, oh, are you coming? I'm like, yeah, I'm on my way. They're like, can you pick up this wine? And I'll be like, nope. And like, you know, like so like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like right on the, you know, right on the cusp of being like, oh, that, that motherfucker is obnoxious. So like <laughs> when I see somebody that's like, oh, they're all in, I'm like, wow, that's very impressive. So no, I'm not mad. The gentleman's name is Tyler. I'm not mad at Tyler. I, I'm just saying that I was like a little blown away. <laughs> Watch the video. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He was too straight edge for you. How about that? Well, I mean, yes, uh, yeah. I mean speaking about checking stuff, we might want to check your edge, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm, so listen, I'm sitting here drinking uh, minor agua sparkling water uh, while everybody else in the United States is getting high. I think, uh, I think I'm still, I think the edge is strong. We need to, Tom, I believe, check Patrick's vegan edge because, um, yo, man, shout out to every little taqueria. I wish I was trying. Oh, no, it's the yo, fact bro. that there's a lot of lard. There's a lot of lard being thrown around those spots. So that's not yeah, a lot of lard in the wrong. beans, man. Them beans ain't, 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 ain't even vegetarian. Yeah, no, bro. you're not wrong. No. You're not wrong. I, when Pat I, gets I, back, I, I, we'll, we'll get him a cheesesteak because it's all the same now. Is I mean, it's no, like a don't ask, don't tell situation. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. well. You could have got it, a Beyond Burger at Carl's, bro. What it actually is, is it's a ask and don't expect a knowledgeable yeah. answer question. You know what I mean? Like I ask yeah. and, and the, the girl working the register goes, yeah, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we won't <laughs> so, put cheese on it and that's fair, but like, it's like, yeah, that's our, all right. I mean, that's, you don't know what the fuck is, you know, being, you know, and that's, you know, I no, listen, that's, that's anywhere, that's 90s, anywhere, but not a vegan place. True 90s yes. vegan mentality is the uh, ask but don't ask too much. That is very nineties. Like, oh, is there any is there any dairy in this? Uh question puzzled. No. All right, good, good enough. enough for me. Yeah. 100%. Right. And then you eat it, and then three hours later you're pulling a citizen. Yeah. So here's the thing. I gotta say, my significant other probably a decade ago, she had been vegan for 12 years by that point, probably. Um, now nah, maybe nine, who knows? A lot of time. And there was some sandwich at Panera Bread that was like, it was just veggies, like roasted something, you know, like, and there was no cheese. So she would get it and it had a pesto sauce and she really liked it and it was good. And it was like, oh, fucking grab something quick on the road. Fine. This is better than 90% of the shit I can get. Okay, cool. We're there. And some woman goes, wait, are you vegan? And she's like, yeah. And the woman's like, oh, there's dairy. There's cheese in the pesto. There's like something non non not vegan in the pesto, so yeah, and it ruined it forever. And I, I mean, I think at that moment no. she was like, oh. I mean, "You've already the, done the it." Deflation, yeah. Like you could have yeah. just never said anything, and I would have been none the wiser. Right. Then, so balls. yeah. My my experience in California is that most places are going over to non lard, but 
Texarkana, I can't speak to. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the- <laughs> yeah, you're probably the one vegan that's co- stopped through in the last three months. Oh, I'll tell you what. When I asked, for, I've co- the last two places that I called and said, "Hey, can I get a vegetable burrito, please?" Uh, they had to walk step by step with me on what that might be. It's not. Right. A, no it's not a menu. Item. Know this. <laughs> yeah, it's not a menu item. Right. It's just pretty much. Like, put some onions and some rice, and that's truly what I say. I say onions, rice. Pico de gallo. give me give me some pico de gallo rice and a lot of uh, 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 guacamole. But the legitimate spots don't even do guacamole; they do uh, sliced uh, uh, avocado. So, like, whatever. Basically, hey, take I, I, I'm basically eating an avocado sub. I mean, it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Oh, it could be way worse. So, um, long story short, show is great. Um, inclination: people who have not heard them for some reason really should have your straight edge stuff. Um, I think if you like. Any 90s straight edge bands, you should like this. If you like heavier, hardcore, moshier stuff, you should like this. If you like terror, you should like this. Um, yep. And, you know, give it a shot. Um, Magnitude, which was a scab Ruled. performance. Scabitude. Uh, yeah, really put on. Um, shout out to Broken Vow, who I thought really put on as well. Connecticut straight edge band, who I think has something coming out on NMZ and <clears throat> is doing a little tour in a couple weeks. Yep. Um, I actually was really impressed with them. And I missed, but uh, I'm very excited for the two young New Jersey bands, Never Again and Cut Down. So um, everybody should check them out. And also to correct myself, the band featuring Madden and Dan from Warren is Fatal Wound, not Fatal War, which friend of the podcast and listener Kara hit me and said, yo, the name of the band's Fatal Wound. Did you ever remember? I was like, no, I thought Fatal War sounded really cool. And she's like, yeah, but every war is fatal. But I was like, no, no, no fatal wound whatever that's like a real thing what about a fatal war like no this is a war where everyone dies yeah it's more dramatic yeah. that sounds hard that sounds like they played with bastard in like japan yes. somewhere 100 percent. yes what i'm saying so english has a second language hardness yeah petition for fatal wound to change the name to fatal war but everyone should go check that out um super and fun who else, I mean, it, yeah, yeah we missed uh i'm sorry um, so it was broken. Va- Life's question played too. Oh, yep. Life's question was really good. Like, um, yeah, and and um, fuck. Yo, uh, what, was it. hold on. It what's was, the, it was, what's um, the deal with life's question? Chicago, hard. Now Philly. Yeah, hard. How, hard, but melodic. Okay, they, they were one of the bands. They were one of the bands recommended to uh, Drug Church for openers, and I was like, how do I not know? Do I know them? And I don't know them. You, you know, know I mean, them, have we talked we've about listen to them? We've talked about them a little oh, bit. There you, you go, might, there you, go. you, I'm. So here was my thing. I had heard it, thought it was pretty good. Then I saw them. They've actually, you know what? Yo, shout out to Life's Question because they played all three shows I've been to this year. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> Pat, so, they're hard in like the Crown of Thorns way. Yes. Yes. Like okay. it's not yeah, like, be, like ignorant. Would they be appropriate to play with? You could play with them. No, you could play with okay. them. I mean, if you could play with a Kulu, you could play with last question. Yeah, and, and I don't know I, if we could play with a Kulu. And Slow Fire Pistol play too, my buddy Hank. Oh, Slow Fire, yeah. All right. I, I thought they were they great. Were, I actually had an awesome conversation with one of those dudes. They just different, like a change of pace on it, and that was like the exact right energy. I don't know, like the other big takeaway, Tom. Crowd was young. Oh yeah, I mean, clearly. I mean, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> but they but they were open to that kind of like we just described a bunch of bands, all kind of different sounds and people were really feeling it. And everybody was inside the entire, like for every band. It was oh, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was really cool. Um, so shout out time. Can, I get, can I give a shout out? Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm sitting in the dock, but like, you know, I was looking for a quiet place. I'm sitting in the loading area dock of a, what looks like electric supply uh, wholesaler. And it's, uh, it's, you know, it's night. There's nobody here. And a guy pulls up into the uh, uh, parking lot, parks his car, looks at me, enters the electric supply shop. Uh, doesn't say a word to me, despite the fact that I'm having a loud conversation feet away, f- like on his dock. How yeah, nice you're trespassing. Yeah, shout out to this guy. <laughs> Unless yeah, he's a burglar, a I guess. Fuck it, whatever. But uh, it's, it's nice when people don't like, this is like skateboarder energy. Like it's, it's nice when people don't hassle you. Yeah, I mean, I think you're the, the maybe I'm telling tales out of school here, but I think you're the right color in the right town. Oh, that might be true. You know what, though? I don't know if Little Rock, uh, to our listeners in Little Rock, give us give us some insight. My last few trips through the, like, uh, Deep South, like, uh, like uh, what, what do we call, like, uh, the Southeast. Well, yeah. my last two trips through the Southeast were really eye-opening because, like, Every, you know, we, we, it's such a Northeast bubble where we think like, like there's like this huge racial divide, but like, that's not what I saw last couple of times I was there. It's like, I mean, I'm sure in terms of uh, uh, deprivation and all the resources that you might get, but like in terms of like, like just constantly like, like day to day integration, like you just, you go into your workspace or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, yo, it's so crazy that we have this idea. And, and people in California got it worse than we do in the Northeast about these ideas about the South, like really deep ingrained, like no names, but friends from California, like think that the South is like some third world country that they can't even make sense of, or pardon me, as they say now, global South. Yo. Um, oh yeah. The global, the, the global South, global North. It's a really weird thing. Um, yeah, well, for people that grew up, like for people our age, third world was a thing and now they've since moved away from it. And now you can even like interact with young people that are like, no, that's a slur. And you're like, it's definitely not a slur. It might yeah, be old, yeah, yeah. but it's definitely not a slur. Don't be stupid. Yeah. We need to, we need to be able to identify old language that is not, that is dated, but is not, uh, not hateful. Yeah. Not yeah. hateful. So, so where's the second world? I always wondered that. So Tom, I actually got my answer that applies to, uh, Soviet, uh, Soviet and, uh, other countries, uh, in the block. Yeah. So like Eastern Europe. <clears throat> yep. Access to lots of stuff, but at a overall wealth and quality of life that is sub Western. Yeah. Um, yo, so the South is such an interesting thing because I, I think there's parts of it that I'm have repulsion to, right? Like the some of these ideas and the like the like civil war stuff. I hate like I hate the energy of people who embrace it. <laughs> corny right right, right. like, but, like fighting abortion thing. rights and, yeah, you know, yeah yeah oh that whole oh, thing that shit sucks but then you realize wait that's that's not everyone in the south that's, no not by not by a wide margin right and and then you see things like yo atlanta is one of the lo- fastest growing young cities in the country people are moving there from all over true the south is slowly it's changing you know and uh, I actually listened to an interview with some, I think he was a, a black writer. And he was saying, look, I grew up in the South. He's like, I grew up cutting my teeth, going, touring around, doing this. He's like, I just knew there were places I could go and places I couldn't go. 
And he's like, that doesn't make that right. It doesn't make it okay. But he's like, I understood it. So I didn't take it as being this whole region is bad. It's just there's bad places. And, you know, and to put it there, there's bad places everywhere. So uh, it's it's hard. I, I mean, you got we got to get out of our our, our mindsets a little bit um, because yeah, like as as we've learned over the past five ish years. Oh wait, <laughs> uh, the devil's not uh, down south. It's he's in your backyard too. You know. It, I mean, my answer to those people is: Have you been to Connecticut? Like Connecticut has like every time I've been to Connecticut, one of these big cities. It's got a more clear racial, like a, a race line than anywhere I've been ever. And Albany's got a very clear one. And the, it, Connecticut's the cities are like some other shit where I'm like, oh, like you guys, uh, you guys are real blatant with this. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like my thing is like, yeah, I'm sure the South got a lot of that. But like, it's not like it's alien to us in the Northeast. You know what I mean? It's not like that. You never see that. Anything, <laughs> so like, it's just not it's not painted in neons like it is there. Um, it's just more subtle strokes. And it's still very evident when you when you are looking for it, you see it. Yeah. I, listen, I, again, Little Rocky, I don't know what they consider themselves. What, what do you think? What do you think they consider themselves? It's uh, the South or maybe the mid like. Um, Southwest? No, no, not Southwest. I don't think so. Not Southwest. I think it's too it's far. East. Southeast. South or, you know, um, Mississippi River kind of like area. It's it's in the South. Missouri is the one that's got the full identity crisis where it's like it's part yeah. of Midwestern. It's kind of a plain state. It's definitely in the South, too. Arkansas is in the South. With a little bit of Texas flavor. I'm saying I've I, the last time I was here, I did not fall in love. I have been walking around for about an hour. I'm ready to move. I'm a little rock guy now. All right. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here ten, first. 10, 10 wins. Patrick lives in a right. little rock. Until the guy from the fucking electric store comes out with a shotgun and tells Pat to get off his fucking lawn. But I mean, whatever. You know what? That's that's interesting. I think he's within his rights. <laughs> I think, so, I think so, uh, it could happen. Holy shit. All right. Next. So let's talk about hardcore before Pat says Let's talk about hardcore. You can tell Patrick is having a very good tour, and that's where we get to for uh at least two reasons one he's in a good mood and he's celebrating the place he's in which uh i'm sure we can find no less than three decries of how can anyone live anywhere where it's rains where it's cold uh where it's under 70 degrees uh little rock is all those things um and two because he's been stopping at taquerias throughout the tour which means he's got a little bit, a little bit of money. He's got that money, oh. right? And that lard, the, the lard that he's eating, is really kind of helping him out. Uh, this is how I know I'm doing okay. I somebody had to chase me down to invoice them for seven hundred fifty dollars today, and I was oh, like, wow. I was like, oh, it's I I didn't do that for three weeks, wow. and I was like, there's times in my life where I would have crawled to his house, you know? <laughs> I would have said, can you do cash? I'm here. I'm outside. Right. And now it's like, fuck you money. Well, I mean, now it's like, like, uh, I mean, I'm not doing that well. I still need it, but I, but I, the fact that I, I wasn't stressed about it. I was like, Oh, that's nice. Isn't that nice? You know? Um, Yeah. I mean, who knows? But you know, the, 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 uh, thing that people are resistant to admitting is, uh, you, there's ups and downs to life. I could need that $750 like a drug addict next week. You know what I mean? Like you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so, so it's nicer to have it. 
So to get into it, you're having a good tour. Tell us about the tour. I think you're what? Um, a little over halfway. No, you're you're like a week and a half in. You still got. Uh, it goes on a long time. Yeah, you got. Two, I got two thirds probably. I, yeah, I've got like another like 18 days or something probably. Right. Um, <clears throat> it's a. Uh, it's good. I, you know, I don't know how much our listeners are listening to are, are, are interested because it's, it's certainly adjacent, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, not hardcore, but, uh, although Ned and I talk hardcore every day and it, it got me thinking. So Ned, uh, in Glitterer, uh, it, it was also in title fight and what are, what were his hardcore bands? Um, disengaged, bad thank seed. You. Yeah. Bad seed. Of course. Yeah. Right, so, so, uh, but for, uh, I mean, I'm sure that many of our listeners know this, but people, you know, every everybody doesn't know something. Uh, Ned is nerdier than us. Is that fair to say? Like, Ned is uh, down to talk hardcore at an exhaustive length <laughs> with anyone at any time. So, like, it's fun having him on tour. He's a true believer, uh, no question. Uh, and, but here, here's what I'll say about it. I think that the three of us disagree about enough shit that it makes the podcast interesting and engaging. Mm. We got to get Ned in here as a wild card because he says the straight up the craziest things I've ever heard in my life. Like he'll say things like, like, uh, you know, it, like, like his commitment to youth of today is unreal. It, it, it's like a uh, pathological in my view. Cause you could be like, yeah, but Ned, I mean, come on, you know, like after you get past the one record, like how strong you really feel about it. And he'll be like, like they were the coolest looking band of all time. And he'll be like, Ned, that's not true. That's just not true. And he'll be like profoundly cool looking people. And I'll be like, I've met them. They're not cool. What are you talking about? And he'll be like, they just look awesome. And I'll be like, yo, Ned, you, you, you sound crazy, but he's, He's committed to that. He's got very strong opinions on Pennsylvania hardcore. Uh, What what are his thoughts on Pennsylvania hardcore? I don't, I think he knows I'm, I'm, uh, I'm much more interested in the youth of today conversation, but. Well, I think we'd all agree with him on youth of today conversation other than you. No, there's no way that we agree. We're going to put a pin on that. Tom, youth of today look cool as hell. Fuck. Yeah. 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 (sighs) Except that one haircut that Ray got. On oh, the cover like, of Break uh, right Down the Wall, yeah, that's not great. But like the like champion sweatshirts and fucking and and that is Jordan. not cool. It's <laughs> not I, cool. I always thought it was the coolest like, fucking thing going. I think he had a cool look. Yeah, cool look. I yo. think the coolest thing about them is that they were athletes. I think that's awesome. But like the yo, they were f- fake athletes. Yeah, they were. They became athletes <laughs> as adults. Like yeah, they weren't really. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know. No, you're right. But all right, let me just say this. <laughs> they were in better shape than I was at their age, so I was just like, "Oh shit!" Uh, Look at true. these, like, no, no, no so, question. Yes, uh, could any football player on uh, like a, uh, you know, like a Division three team uh, totally knock them over? Yes, of course. But, but like, they looked better than anybody else doing what they did. So, but no, but I mean, he's got like, uh, what did he say the other day? No surprise, I guess. And he's not like a. He can be critical for people that don't know. He has rel- His brother is in uh, Cold World. Uh, he can be really uh, uh, objective about Cold World, you know. Uh, but he believes that he believes that the first record. Uh, well, I don't want to speak for him. I think this is the conversation we had yesterday. He, I think he thinks the first record is the best thing to come from Pennsylvania ever. I would have to I would have to check that quote. But like, 
Yeah. We know, I, uh, we know people that think that, well, listen, we know people that would say that, but, sure. but they're typically more trapped in an era than Ned is. So is that, are thing. you guys, are you guys okay with that statement? Uh, I am. I am. But I also want to say this, this is a fun question for the show. What is the best record from Pennsylvania? I would uh, listen because to this me, is there's sp- no, there's no like the wide eye seven inch is really good, but it's it's more to me really good hardcore, and I don't have a like religious or first five nostalgia attachment to it, so that doesn't get it. And there's almost no other '80s Philly stuff that that really. Rings yeah, pagan babies aren't really scratching that itch. No, no. no. Um, there's there's some really operator stuff, but nothing people would would throw in there. Mick Rad never did shit for me. No. Nope. Um, 90s okay so ink and dagger, ink and dagger. I, I would i would take ink and dagger uh, listen no disrespect to cold world who i think is like they don't need my compliments there's people that truly believe they're an all-time great but yeah. i'll take the i'll take the ink and dagger record over them and there's, there's one this, ink and dagger record but if you put it up next to ice girls to me i'd go oh it's tough for me and then then I, you go post 2000 and you've got blacklist in the conversation well that uh, was that was the conversation the conversation was oh. we'd start talking on the new blacklisted uh, project and we're talking about the the kind of like the decision to go in a demo sounding way and we're, we're going this that and the other way and then uh more people got roped in the conversation because everybody's got an opinion on blacklisted and uh uh we were talking about he oh no that's what he was saying pardon me yeah so you're that's making up he, all of it yes 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 okay. yes yes, yes. He's, he's working through his memories it's yes, right. yes, yes. Uh, no, I, yeah yes 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 no yeah in front of a crowd of thousands so, and thousands of people and, yeah and i'm speaking i'm speaking for a guy that could just get loose he, let's go he, he could just check he could just correct the record if i walked back to the venue uh but, but the um <laughs> the he said that the first blacklisted record is as good as pennsylvania hardcore gets and i was like oh interesting i was like no <laughs> i was yeah. like listen i'm like a blacklisted stamp and I'm going with hard. Well, no well, here's here's my thing. He might be speaking in a like placing it as a PA hardcore record. Like yes, like it's hard. It kind of like it's. Hey you, do you have any plans this year? Ha, how's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're gonna get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-d.com soundtalentmedia.com or on your favorite podcast app and in that respect like to me that's not my favorite blacklisted material or close but i would be interested in that conversation and saying hey this is a true to form like pa hardcore record yeah i think that was all the markings of pahc but also pulls in from out of it so yeah i mean i'm not i'm not mad at that and i'd actually hear the conversation about not ice grills but the first cold world seven inch as another one there because i think you can make well, the argument for both those but here's here's what i'm saying though convo. okay all right i get okay so what i'm having because you're, you're also saying i think yeah, you know 
Ingenagger, Philly band, but not P-A-H-C necessarily. No, you're right. So, so interestingly, like the reason that I stuttered at the whole thing, like, and was stymied by it is because I don't think that's the best black, like exactly as you said, it's not the best blacklisted material, but I guess if that's the argument and that's probably the argument he's making is as taking the elements of what we call PA hardcore, which like, frankly, there's some really good examples of, Mm. but this is me being very delicate with people that could break me in half. Mm. When it go when it goes all the way, <laughs> it can be pretty alienating. You know what I mean? When Pennsylvania hardcore is pure Pennsylvania hardcore, it's uh, it can be hard to get. To, you have to be game for it. You know what I mean? Like you have to really. Uh, that has to be a style that look, you are look, interested look. in. I will uh, grab you out from in front of the train and say I agree. Because I'll co-sign it with when you get to a lot of places hardcore NJ hardcore NJH. Oh yeah, oh when that's it, a great when example. It, <laughs> when it goes all the way, uh, it can be pretty alienating. The only <coughs> one NYHC uh, doesn't really get me too riled up. Um, and then there's others where it's like if somebody were to say Cali hardcore or California hardcore, it's almost there's too broad of an umbrella. Um, well, if that hold, means uh, Pennywise covers is the all the way, then I'm out just as much. I'm out. It's alienating well, well, the fuck out of me. But I'd be I'd be interested to hear Tom on the New York thing because I think once you get in, it, it gets you can dial into region, and I think once you get deep into Queens, like playing places that only host shows for like half a year, and it's a bar or it's like a tavern or whatever, and <laughs> like that. I think you can go too far New York there, but you probably wouldn't say it's too New York. You'd say it. Yeah, that's too Queens. You know what I mean? Or, or whatever. Like, I think you could run into that. Certainly. I've been to shows in New- What's that? Oh, it's just not good. Right. Well, yeah, that's, right. that's possible. I don't think it has anything to do with leaning into it. Yeah. You know? Where, whereas PAHC or I think NJHC, like when it's like, this is now our overarching thing. There's really good examples of all those. But there's also examples where it's like, okay, okay, this is this is maybe leaning into it too hard. Like, but I don't think any of those, to me, Pennsylvania and New Jersey don't really have a uh, like an sound? identifying like sound because like, oh. to, like you know, like to me, four punch obviously New Jersey hardcore, but like so is like for the love of. So so here's the big difference. Floor punch was New Jersey hardcore, but they weren't NJHC. You know what I mean? And oh, I like this distinction. This is getting this is, this this is getting shit. in the weeds. This is now. The same thing. <laughs> but now, <laughs> but who like, was like NJHC, like the like the the, the Asbury bands and stuff? Area Five um, bands that went more on the E Town oh. side of stuff that weren't E Town. Maybe some of the that stuff that got harder and more like sweet. the bands that played like the Stone Pony like Sunday shows. Yes, correct. opening for like VOD and Madball. Yes, correct. Yep. Okay. So so and in the same way, PAHC. We all know the titans of it, and we'd acknowledge very good. Wisdom yeah. and Chains, maybe the exception where they're clearly a PAHC band, but their sound is a little bit more expansive. But like when I think of it, it's chunky, hard, hardcore with some metal leans, but it wouldn't be totally called metal. But when it leans into it too hard, maybe then it would be metal. Yeah, but what about like all those like, those like you know, the fucking 
rain on the parades and the fucking Ataris and shit that were all like yardly. But they're not PA spelled out. Yeah, I think not P-A-H-C. Jesus. Okay. I know. know. Well, the same way. Like, like you get it when I say there's a difference between strength for a reason and ink and dagger, right? Sure. Yeah. Right. But that's like, is ink and dagger a Pennsylvania hardcore band? Definitely. Do they have the P-A-H-C sound? No, probably not. So, so this is where we can, we can get some of the kids from payback on and uh, they'll, they'll give us the full breakdown and it's, it's not an exclusionary title, but it's the sort of, without saying the, you know, it when you see it, they, they identify, you know what I mean? Like, like Kev Hare would be a good, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's right, a bit we'll of a historian. Go. He likes a little bit of everything. He sure does. Yeah. We'll get, we'll do um, Kev and, and Bob Wilson and have them break it down for us sooner. I think that would later. be cool. Yeah. I agree. Um, so Patrick, I don't know how the hell we got there. Oh, you're touring. No. You're having a good time, and the videos that we've seen so far make it look like Drug Church has, according to a friend, he said, yo, Drug Church, they leveled up over COVID. What the hell? Yeah, I'm not trying to go backwards in life. What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, But I mean, look, it's also like, this is a cheat code. Like, this moment is a cheat code. If you're missing out on this moment, I feel bad for you, because people are excited like that we played uh, this is not you a flex ate the mushroom you ate the mushroom in super mario brothers exactly right did you, did you? so it's a warp it, to this is not a flex because we were not the headliner and citizen is a strong draw but we played a thousand cap room full with people going fucking nuts do you think that's because drug church is the biggest band in the world or do you think it has more to do with the fact that people want to have a good time after a year and a half of staring at their fucking phones. I think it has something to do with the fact we're a good band. Yeah. But I think it also has a lot to do with the fact that people really want to enjoy themselves right now. And there's a lot of apprehension. People are worried about like, Oh, is there going to be another lockdown in the United States? Probably not. But there's like, you know, we can talk about it later. There's a lot of tour headaches going on. And the, uh, people want lose me. Oh no, I I can hear you. Yeah, we got you. We got you. Um, the, uh, it, there is just a lot of excitement and we've talked about it before. It's, it's this moment. It's, it's a, it's an exciting moment to be honest. I, I'm happy for people to experience this and I'm happy to be playing shows during it. So we'll get to the tour headaches and all that, because there is a lot of stuff going on. You said this is a cheat code. What are, give, give a handful of hints to what you think bands who are going to have the opportunity, whether they're doing tours coming up or they got a couple shows or they're just like, yo, we want to come out of the gates right. What is your uh, secret sauce? What would you tell them to do when they do play these shows? I mean, you know, the same thing I would tell them any other day of the year, which is be high energy and be confident no matter what the fuck is going on. Like, it's a rare band that anybody wants them to, like, let them behind the curtain and say, oh, yeah, like, uh, you know, I'm just having a bummer of a day feeling bad like that kind of band exists i play in one of those bands but like for the majority of our listeners and the majority of the people in bands you know just go out like the fucking you know like like ignore the fact that you sound like shit you're already halfway through a set (laughs) i mean just fucking ramp up the energy power through it like people people aren't there's going to be seven dudes in the room that remember that you sound like shit and there's going to be 95 that remember that you were just the littest fucking thing that they saw that year. Just do that. And like, 
honestly, like, of course, there's little shit like don't have merch that looks totally fucking bunk. And this, true, this is, I mean, I mean, this is, I wouldn't think that me, the king of bunk merch, would have to tell anybody this, but Jesus Christ, it's getting rough out there. Like, you know how many bands I want to like support and just be like a cool dude for? I can't even be a cool dude. You know, <laughs> your merch is so bad. I can't even be nice. <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's uh, it, just do all the basic stuff, but do it, do it better. I'm with that. I think that's the move. I think big thing is, uh, let's do the takeaways. Be lit, high energy. Uh, don't wor- I mean, yo, sound good, but don't. If the choice is high energy or sound perfect, it's always high energy. If the choice yes. is high energy or sound really good, it's always high energy. If it's high energy or sound terrible, well, uh, eh, you know, you can't sound terrible, but you can. Find your balance and be really, really fun. And that's that's where it's going to come down to. Um, I think merch has been a weird place for a few years. And uh, yeah, I've seen some good. I've seen a lot of just kind of either people trying to throw curveballs and missing or people just missing completely and like putting some lazy work out there. So, so step up the merch game, folks. Tom, you back. Yeah, sorry, dude. I don't right, fuck you didn't, up. No, you didn't miss anything fun. We just talked about merch being lit. Uh, Patrick said uh, bands should be high energy. Um, at, the ex- at the expense of almost anything. As Bob said, you can't sound terrible. But it, it, in this moment, literally, people just want to have fun. They are not clocking you to see if you did everything right. They just want to enjoy themselves. Give them something that they can enjoy. End of story. Does that sound reasonable to you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be like they missed. They missed that one note. No, no. Or like you know, no. Pat doesn't sound like he does on the record. Who gives a shit? It's just no. fucking people just need to get out and fucking enjoy themselves for the first time in like fucking two years. And I think you know, I think the 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 band not being around for a year and a half mm. has helped. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I think the you know, and you put out singles that were fucking killer, <laughs> and I think. You know, you just, you know, as much as you like to think like you're worried about like kind of being too out there, I think, you know, like, I mean, worst possible timeline, but, and this podcast too, that like people are like, I, I hate that guy or I love that guy. I'm going to give his record a shot. And then they're like, yo, oh, let me like- say this. Let me say this. Shout out to Bob's friends and associates who don't like me as a human being <laughs> who still give the music a shot. I got a lot of respect for that. Even if right, I think that's I people. You know, that's you know, yeah, that's a good, but that's a good attitude. Like, uh, hopefully, that means I don't say anything too fucking wild. Because when a dude says something attitude. too fuck, too fucking wild, I mean, it, it can sour you. You know what I mean? But like, if somebody j- is just somebody you don't love, you know what I mean? You're just like, oh yeah, I don't love that guy. <laughs> like, you can still enjoy well, his opinions more than anything. I don't think those dudes want to like shoot no, the fair sure. one with you. But I think it's just kind of like guys' opinions kind of suck sometimes. as as we but as we've discussed many times it took like a herculean effort to alienate you from some of these new york hardcore guys for you to actually go yeah i'm spent it took like they had to put in time to get tom to 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 say yeah i don't got the patience for this anymore so people will give you people will give you some latitude with this stuff uh like even if they don't love you 
you know, like we've all three of us have had to look past some real shithead dudes <laughs> to like enjoy. Right. The and then you do your own research. Good. Yeah. When you, once you do your own research, it all falls apart. Uh, <laughs> aggressive head nods. Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody who's given drug church a shot. Um, go see them on the rest of this tour. Um, Tom and Patrick. Oh, Tom, real quick. Yes. Uh, because we touched on this merch. Patrick's not seeing a lot of good merch. I'm seeing some good merch and not a lot of great merch. Um, are we at a bottom point for merch or is this just a low point? Oh, I mean, I hope it's the, I hope it's the bottom. See, and not but, just a low point because there's some garbage, man. I think yeah, there was but, a bad uh, okay. spot in the early 2000s where terrible spot in the early 2000s. Sure, terrible. sure. Where people aped stuff that was like, okay, this is cool and unique and kind of its own thing. Oh no, oh no, we went. Oh, everyone wanted to be Jake. Yeah, everyone yeah. had skulls and hearts. Everything had splatter and knives and all this. It's like, yeah, everyone wanted to be a, like good. lightness. Yeah, yeah. handful did good, and then sure. the rest went sideways. So I don't think it's as bad as that, but. But I said, I just want to see a little more creativity and also like, yo, if you quality, like, man. Yeah, there you go. Just make it good. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like not even like, yo, I mean, like the shit that people, you know, so it was obviously people ripping off Linus, Jake and Derek Hess in the early aughts yep. for the most part. Right. But like the stuff was at least like well done. It sucked that it was like fucking carbon copies, but like it was a thing and people copied it. But like it was like. There was some thought put in it. Sometimes I see shit. I go like, "Am I a hundred or is this shirt is f- like fucking? I wouldn't wear this as an undershirt." <laughs> no, there's a lot of that right now. A lot then I go it. like, "I don't get the. I either don't get the joke. I don't like. I'm like, I don't fucking understand this. You know. And like sometimes you see stuff like, you know, sometimes you know what. And and we, this is. You know, a band that we talked about. Like one step closer. Their merch is great for their age for the people yeah, that love right, his their right, band right, right. i'm you know as an adult like an old man i can't wear their shit but if i'm a 20 year old yeah and fuck yeah, it, it's right in my fucking wheelhouse this is our this is our our self-acknowledgement that that this is three people with the combined age of four thousand years old so some yeah. shit just ain't for us and that's okay and we're not trying to do the get off our lawn because it's all no good. no we just want to see if you're making the attempt at a t- at a hardcore T-shirt that has a left chest print and then a full back, make it look good. Make it cool. Yeah. If you're gonna do, you know, like shout out to Youngblood. They've done some cool new merch recently. I actually okay. really like. He did this cool X long sleeve that I, I should just fucking order. Um, but but yeah, just just step up the game. We we know there's some talented ass designers out there. Um, do you um, and do a good job with it. Um, one before we close out because we're making this a quick one uh, with with Road Dog here. Um, was that crickets? That's Yo, was that? Yeah, I'm walking. I'm walking. Was that a real cricket or do you make a sound? Yeah. No, no, no. I'll go hang with the cricket. I'm walking past the graveyard right now. Yes, amazing. You whistling uh, past the graveyard? Isn't that a thing? Yes, it is. Do you hear him? We did for a second. We lost. Well, him. now that you there scared we him. There we go. Oh my god! Love it. It's like he's in the room with us. Uh, fourth <laughs> mic is here. Um, tour stuff. Tour stuff being a headache. Uh, as of right now, I've heard that a lot of stuff in Europe is getting um, pushed or or mm, shifted. To use the kind words, basically saying, "Look, things are going a little sideways. The next couple months, 
uh, are basically basically quarter one of 2022 are being frozen because things are a little wacky right now. Numbers are up. People are nervous. Ticket sales are down and people are just like, "Eh, maybe this ain't the moment yet. Are you guys doing similar things? Yes. I I mean, I was, I'll just say what I was told, which is, um, Hey, you've got this UK offer. Uh, yes or no. Uh, Oh yeah. It looks great. Cool. This looks fun. Uh, we're going to do a European tie to it. Uh, no, the uh, Europe is too touch and go right now to say that to say nobody's booking it. It's it's high risk. Now, here's what makes that crazy: we're not talking about something six weeks from now. We're talking about something six months from now. Right. That's absurd. I was the idea that, to like festival season and shit. Then, right? Uh, yes, I think festival season. Uh, so here's the thing. I my personal view, my belief, with no no scientific grounding, <laughs> nor uh, you know, I'm not tracking patterns here. Just some um, of your own research, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, just doing a bit of my own research. Uh, is, that you can you share that YouTube link that you found us on? <laughs> you just made it. Up. Th- it's okay. Let's yeah. It's JJ Cromag. So so uh, so anyway, the point is, the uh, I do not believe that this will impact festival season in the way that it we think it might those Agreed. festivals in my view will still happen uh, however there is going to be a booking in my view there will be a booking crunch where everything needs to be snapped up the second that things seem like they're going to open so there's going to be a lot of tentative offers a lot of talk and then okay it looks like this is real go 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 and th- it's going to be a lot of that but I think that everything will still happen. We might just see it be really hustle. Like it'll be hurried into some of this stuff in my view. Which sucks for the, for the promoters, I guess. hundred percent, hundred percent. Now it's like, Oh, two months. We could have, you know, put this out six months in advance, but now it's a month and a half. And those, I mean, bands are going to be like, you know what? Give us 75% what you're going to give us. Like, don't stress it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like bands still want to get paid. Yeah, no, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it, it's going to be. I think a lot of stress is going to fall on promoters. Uh, I think that there's going to be a lot of. Um, so th- I think people know this, but the way that it works is there's a lot of fests that anchor touring uh, during the summer in Europe. Uh, it's big. If, for yeah, they pretty much pay the bills, right? Like they like really pay nice. for your flights and shit. Yeah, and they, then they, you fill in the rest. Exactly. They they justify the tour. Now, right. of course. Financially, everybody, of course, there's like, we all do things because they're fulfilling, like, but in terms of financially justifying your ability to be there, the festivals are a huge help. So like, let's say that you just line up two of them. Those two at least give you reasons to be there. <laughs> and Eber can, Fest lets you play the 150 cap in Switzerland. Yes. And, and then, well, we should also say, uh, I know from experience, and I think it's a little less like this now, but. Uh, for all the, the big fest, you might get one big fest, one medium-sized fest, and then there is a dozen tiny fests. It's actually a beautiful part of uh, of Europe, and we see it kind of in the Midwest right now, like these smaller fests popping up. Uh, keep doing them because that shit is immensely helpful when stringing together a tour. And yep. uh, if we if we could have a nice version of that again in the U.S., it, it has been the case. 
it was the case many years ago. Like when uh, self-defense first started touring as end of the year, those fests, which kind of, they were kind of fly by night in the respect that many of them didn't take off. Some of them did like they were big helps, you know, you know what I mean? They, they, they were, Bob knows this because he'd have to make the phone calls sometime. You know what I mean? So, so it's like, it, it, it's a, uh, those were very helpful. Europe still has a ton of them. And if we could have more that, that would be great. So anyway, point is, uh, I think that those will all still exist, uh, in Europe, but I think that it's going to be a lot of people waiting for that last minute of, Hey, you have this tentative offer from Europe. It's kind of dicey or you could tour New Jersey again. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles. The Wrath of the Buzzard. P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. And, you know, the, the people are, bands are going to have to make decisions. And I don't, you know, I don't know what everybody's going to decide because uh, weird as it sounds to a lot of our listeners, some of us hate going to Europe. Not me. I like it. But some, some bands straight up will do anything not to go to Europe. Oh, so Really? Uh, to me, it's nuts. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't understand this, but there's, um, I run into it in no disrespect. There's people, there's people in bands, Tom, who just want to eat hamburgers and chicken fingers, and that's it. Yes, yes. And there's there's also other problems, like we've got a good friend and listener who might have turned down opportunities that I would fucking jump at because he needs his weed, and it's non-negotiable. Yep. And, there's, and, and there's places where you can't get that shit, and he's not going to those places. So like, (laughs) you know, like it's a, there's reasons that people, uh, what I find no disrespect, but I, I run into Midwest dudes who are like Europe again. And I'm like, what that place that they treat you like a real human being and you're having like a nice time and everybody feeds you all the time and people are excited to see you stay. And yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I really like it a lot. Uh, but there's people, let me ask you a question. Yes. For my old man um, experiences, I don't know if they still ex- if this stuff still exists. Um, I mean, I bet you probably, maybe. I mean, I'm sure drug charging and decision probably played a lot of similar size places. Sure. Back then, sure. It, do the venues still exist that you just like play and then you like go upstairs and go to bed? Well, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so everybody, uh, incredible. Yeah, a lot, a, a lot of. Uh, people can't even wrap their heads around this in the United States because no. our commitment, to, our commitment to the arts is so shit, but basically, uh, Germany, I think Belgium as well. Uh, and maybe some of France, uh, although France is very difficult to tour. It's a very annoying place to be honest, but the, uh, they, if you are a, uh, or in, uh, Vermont, uh, if, uh, Bernie Sanders is in charge, uh, you can, you, you can, say hey i run an art space can i get some some subsidies from the government uh we will make it so that there's there's no damages there's no incurred costs uh we're gonna run at a flat uh uh like a uh, you know we're not we're technically 
in the black at all times, despite the fact that we're not really making money and couldn't sustain as an actual business. But can we get some government subsidies? And the government will throw them enough to keep the lights on. And as a result, you have promoters that are doing it because they really like it. They're committed to it because they really like it. There's no money. They're, they're not making any money. No. And, and they are committed to what they're doing. And they are in spaces that are typically all ages, although that's kind of like a weird conversation in Europe because they just drink it whatever. You know what I mean? But, but, but typically all ages uh, clean uh, and offer you a place to stay that is also clean. Now, that's like pretty weird every place outside of Vermont, you know, and Vermont now, it, it doesn't do it anymore either, but the, the uh, pretty weird. So could you, could you imagine if every state did that and every state had a couple of those art spaces? Right. Or even I, venues that were like, shit. hey, we have this space upstairs and like, you just make it like, you need. Yeah. yeah, like there's like, there's a shower, you know, like I can now tell you, I mean, like. The, 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 there's no stranger feeling than like waking up and going downstairs in like your shorts and socks and like you're in a fucking 500 cap room in fucking like Chemnitz or something. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, what the fuck? Well, and it's like, it's the strangest thing. But I think those setups are so fucking nice to just be like, we're going to play. And usually these places you'd wake up in the morning and they'd have food for you for breakfast. Well, here's our <laughs> listeners know that I'm a, I'm a capitalism stand. Uh, and I'm I, I'm fine with most of the idiotic little machinations of capitalism. But if, for context, in Europe, you get to just do that and exist. And the places that do that in the United States make you take photos with product and put it on your Instagram. <laughs> this is this <laughs> is a real thing. With us, That's yeah. a real thing. That's a real thing. There, there's a couple. There's a couple places. Not all of them. I should be clear. Uh, drug churches stayed at places where it's really just like a nice effort from some rich ass dude. It's a tax write off and he owns like five of these things or whatever. But then there's also like dudes who, or like, or like, no, like places to crash. for okay. bands. And then there is, uh, but then there's also uh, the citizen guys were telling me that there's, there's some that, that they've turned down or whatever that you're, you're invited to stay there, but you're expected to take photos with like bang energy or whatever, <laughs> whatever the case may be. So like, that is a, that's a argument one for socialism for me. <laughs> would be that's that you, true, don't yeah. to, you don't have to take a photo with bang energy. Well, so, that white Eagle play, the white Eagle place that you did the inside out cover with us, they have a, mm-hmm. an apartment for the bands. I think that's, I honestly think it's really, really helpful for like the DIY touring. Like, look, everybody, Right now, because Drug Church is putting together packages for touring and all that, and it's really, you feel like a genuine piece of shit offering people as low money as an opener on a tour gets. You feel fucking scummy. But like the reality is, it's difficult to justify giving more money. And when you look at shit like, oh, where is that human being going to stay on the tour? If this nope. is their first tour, they don't have friends all over the place. Nope. Uh, there's no in the van. Right. Or six people in one room on yep. the guarantee that you gave them. Yep. Yes. And, and, and like outside, first, you have to stay at outside hotels. First, first time doing a tour, whatever money they get at that show might not be enough to cover two nights of, of hotel stays, you know? And 
things get yeah and forget once you factor in gas and the fact that like when you're a small band when you're a big band merch is a blessing from heaven when you're a small band it's like it's it's 50 50 on whether it's like something you love or hate because because the the outlay of money versus what's coming in yes it makes sense at the end of the day but it doesn't always feel like it and and sometimes it feels like you are paying like you're working for the merch man and it's only when you get over a certain hump that you go oh that's nice we come home with money and it's all because of merch it's not because of guarantees but like before that oh shit (laughs) you can feel like oh damn like all of our money that we made from merch look at all this money it's all going back to paying that guy because he did work too so yeah i mean that yeah you might have you might come back with you know 80 75 percent of that is going back to the people who made the shirts fronted the shirts and all that sort of stuff i mean i think about like oh no go on no i mean i think about like we're talking about like opening bands and all that sort of stuff like I cannot tell you how many times, I mean, the first Most Precious Blood tour that we did, like, down the East Coast, I definitely, like, paid my own way pretty much the whole, whole the whole time. Like, yeah. it was a, I mean, I'll tell tales out of school, I don't give a shit, I'm old. Um, it wasn't that different of a time, it was like 2001. It was a long time ago, but it wasn't like, a poor, you know, hotel rooms were 12 bucks, and, you know, you can... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can get like a nice pot roast sandwich for a nickel. Oh, it wasn't like that. It was like, ain't what she used to be. Yeah, yeah right. Bro. It was like fucking Taco Bell was still, you know, what it was, whatever. Yeah. It was um down the East Coast. It was uh we opened, Shy Halud was on it, and it was either uh, Glass Eater played second. We were first. Glass Eater second. Shy Halud and um sometimes stretch Armstrong and sick of it all. We got $75. (laughs) So Tom, like I was a grown man with like a master's degree and I was getting $15 per person on stage. So I I have more than one friend, but one friend who specifically talked to me about it not long ago, who was like, yo, I was in a band who toured and who people talk about now, 20 years later, yo, I never came home from a tour with any money. When, oh. when our band basically broke up, we split one hundred and fifty dollars up among the six pe- among the five people. <laughs> that was the most money I took home on a tour. I told him how much I got roadieing for a tour once. He said that's more money than I've ever made from music. Period. Um, oh. and and he was like, "Yo, I don't begrudge it," but he's like, "Yeah, you know." I got home from this tour and had to borrow $10 from my mom to buy a sand so I could buy food that day. You know what I mean? Like, like, yo, (laughs) we did indecision, silent majority Millhouse, two month European, uh, two month U S tour. Right. I think the package for the three bands were, was $400, maybe, maybe five. If we were living in large, we played probably 50 shows. We got our guarantee once. Right. Fuck. We literally got it at UC Riverside. College. Was that where the barn was? I think was that's that, right. It's either UC Riverside or UC Davis, but they had a, a venue called the barn. And that was the only place that we actually got paid because it was a college. Yep. College shows. Get that college but like literally paid. everywhere else, even shows that did okay, we never got paid what we were supposed to get paid. 
So like, yeah, or like, or you get $75 and you go, fuck it. It'll be fun. $75. A lot of fuck it. It'll be fun. The, the merch dude on this tour made more in tips the, uh, the other night at that yeah. big show than I made my first six tours. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Um, so this is the thing. And we're saying this, if you're young, don't hear this get discouraged. Hear this no. and go and live the coolest fucking life of anybody you know. I would do it all over again a hundred times. That's right. Sure. That's right. That's right. And you do all that stuff and you don't and it because it doesn't matter. But then you hit a point where it's like, oh shit, sometimes you and for the people who are going out and touring and and actually like coming home with money to split, yo, feel good. Don't yeah, don't good. be sad. Feel good. That's good. It's good. Um but it's also a reminder, man, things could be different. I, I think about that. I don't even want to get on a real well, and we should get we should cut it short, but I think there's a way where these kind of art space funded, government funded venues could work in a capitalist structure overall and oh, be a fucking sure. net positive. It's fucking crazy that we don't see that. And I mean, we we have another episode, hundred episodes to do where we'll just talk about how fucked up it is and how in comparison to other countries, the U.S. Uh, I honestly don't even know if you want me to go off on this. <laughs> like This is like a... Uh, no, it's a yeah, triggering well, thing. I think for all three of us is the idea that it's like, yo, what? Like, this, listen, is, this is so unimportant. You know, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. well, I, I'm mostly joking when I say, when I try to frame this as, as capitalism versus socialism, because... I can tell you what, the United States is certainly socialist enough that we could fucking have some art spaces <laughs> into the budget. <laughs> that is certainly not outside the range of what the United States is capable of. So, yes, I agree with you. It's total horseshit that uh, this it's never a priority because it's not a sexy like think about addressing that people like old people want you to address like zoning laws. They don't give a mm -hmm. shit about the fucking 17 year olds kick flipping or whatever the fuck. You know, like they don't want right. skate. They don't want skate parks. They don't want, but because it's they don't want so happiness. Like, no. Yeah, truly. So, like, you know, it's a stupid system where, uh, hey, let's not give the kids enough shit to do. And when I say kids, I mean literal from kids to fucking twenty four. Like, let's not give them enough to stimulate themselves, and then let's get mad when they get into mischief. You know what I mean? Like, it's a stupid fucking system. So yeah, but they don't they don't give a shit about a kid doing fucking skate park shit. They don't give a shit about a kid fucking getting any connection with the arts because the fact of the matter is, and I, I don't know if you're, if how you, you guys parents would frame this, but like, yo, coming from Albany, I don't know any parents that wanted their children involved in the arts. They all wanted you to have like a steady, steady job, not get involved in that shit. So well, like, it's, well, just, it's, not, it's not a priority. Yo, here's the thing though. Imagine it was a government funded way for your kid. Who's under <laughs> the age of fucking 14 to go and spend after school hours. 100% is worth it. Every yes. goddamn working parent would be like, oh, you're going to give me three hours after school and they're going to go do this art program that's free because I live in this goddamn place and pay taxes? All right, bet. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> there's a million ways to frame this that it worked. It's a shame. Uh, let's change the fucking world, people. Any closing thoughts on today's rambling episode? No, it was fun. It was rambling. Yeah, that's true. It was very it was wide ranging. Pat, you know, had, had, just... had diarrhea. Yeah, we yeah, got, man, we, we discussed got, diarrhea. We, it, it, we we were able to close with a shit show. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>